0: Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and the differences that they share. I always add the similarities and differences. Your name's
1: Stevie, by the way. Yep, and yours is Sam. Yes, it is. And the score currently stands at 24-23 to Digimon. And this time we are watching episode 48, My Sister's Keeper and Who Gets to Keep Togepi.
0: It's so weird to hear that Digimon's winning.
1: How the ever happens. Across the nation, this is the theme song. It's not very long. Admon. We've got quite a lot of admon because it's been several weeks since we recorded. I'm so glad you keep
0: track of this because I, it would have all just been lost to the internet to me.
1: We've just got lots of Twitter and nothing else, so I'm literally just scrolling up through our notifications. So first of all, Cyber Connor who is no longer cool Christmas because it's not cool Christmas anymore, Cyber Connor says that the Moncast is haunted with the ghost of Butterfree.
0: Oh, is that because of that weird noise that was in the last episode? I don't understand where that noise came from still. Like, we've had weird noises whilst we record before, and it's always been in this room that I'm currently sat in, which is my bedroom. Like, weird stuff happens when we're recording this room. But that was weird, because, like, I couldn't hear it at the time. I would have heard it if it, if it if it was that loud, but for some reason it's just there.
1: Yeah, it was from my track, but I didn't hear it, and I don't know what it could have been on my end. Wait, it was on your end? I thought it was on my end. No, the the weird sound was from my recording. Oh, okay. So I honestly have no idea where it came from.
0: But yeah, so we've had weird things happen before. Like we had that weird video of the kids saying about how they feel as fresh as a washed potato. So yeah, we have a spoopy podcast. So spoopy.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's the ghost of Butterfree. Mainly because Butterfree went off to raise a family and isn't dead. of tries to convince me otherwise. He said that Butterfree is dead, and he saw it happen. Another casualty of the Hound Doors of Tindalos.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Neither do I. I refuse to believe that Butterfree is dead.
0: From the top of my head, I feel like it's a Lord of the Rings reference. That's just because I don't know. I don't know.
1: The Hound Doors.
0: I think it's the Hounds or like Cerberus or something. I don't know,
1: but I don't know either. But Butterfree, it's alive and well. It's just Butterfree's social life that is dead. Too busy raising the kids. Next. Is from May from Lost in Translation Man. He says, What if Ty was meant to have two partners, but Willis had two and it ended badly, and because of that, the Holy Beasts forced them apart?
0: So, what May's saying is that because they saw the Digimon the same time Willis got his Digimon?
1: I think they're saying that because Willis had two and it ended badly, the Holy Beasts made sure that Ty didn't have two. Mm. His two were supposed to be Agumon and Leomon. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, well. But Agumon and Leomon aren't really paired that well. I think Leomon's older.
0: We also don't know what uh, Leomon's child form is, so...
1: Well, it's usually a Is
0: it? Oh, that would have been good. I like a
1: Digimon is cool.
0: I think it, they should do a season where someone's got two Digimon as a, as partners.
1: At least they're doing a video game with it.
0: Yes, they are. Next Order, which I know you don't want to do news, but it's out in like three days. Yay! Which I'm excited for. I'm
1: excited. New Digimon game.
0: They also have the V Pets though, which will be the same thing
1: where you can raise two Digmons on that, so you can have two partners there, which is so good. Even more multitasking and constantly checking your Tamagotchis. This is constant beeping. And the next thing that they say is that Housemon is a puppet that Puppetmon is controlling. That's that's what they say. They have no evidence.
0: I can't remember because it's been that long. Housemon, is it called Housemon in the episode?
1: I don't think it's referred to as Housemon. Like, anywhere but the wikis.
0: Okay, okay. I'd rather not believe the wiki then that thing, but...
1: You have to believe what your heart says mine says that house mon is real
0: <laughs> my heart says that that's one of puppet Mon's abilities is to take like inanimate objects and make them move realistically so like yeah i think house mon is 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 a giant puppet or maybe house mon is actually puppet mon and then puppet mon is actually just a puppet that house Mon's controlling oh <laughs> we don't know
1: maybe they never actually defeated puppet Housemon house mon was the real dark master all along we've come up with so many dumb theories yes it's the best Ty should have leomon miko the cat is the ace did you destined
0: <laughs> to be fair i would have liked to see Ty with leomon i say but also no because that means there wouldn't be any graymon so
1: yeah i like graymon he's cool but leomon is also cool
0: leomon and courage it goes together quite well like a, a brave lion and stuff
1: yeah but also his ultimate forms are a bit boring. Just like Panjimon is literally just bigger Leomon.
0: Which one's Panjimon?
1: It's like the light grey bigger version of Leomon.
0: Oh yeah. Or we could have had Grapplelemon.
1: But I don't think Grapplelemon existed yet.
0: Loader Leomon?
1: I don't know Loader Leoman
0: It's like um Grapplelemon but on all fours and yellow. But yeah. No I like I like Leomon. It would have been good to have. Or I like Banjo Leomon a lot as well.
1: Oh yeah. Banjo Leomon's the guy. The Jojo Bizarre's Adventure character
0: yes maybe it's it
1: certainly is one of them just guy leo man next bit of stuff so when i tweeted out asking for a demonstration and messages and things may again replied i'm not trying to say that like it's a bad thing it's a good thing They just came out with the awful ton of voice but yeah they say i missed you guys which show is better with handling female characters pokemon or digimon this is a very good question because i think that they both do a rubbish job really
0: yeah they're both bad but i think i know i think like i i have an opinion like i know what my answer is have you got an answer mine's digimon by the way and i'll explain
1: it once i hear you think digimon's better okay you can go first
0: okay well they've got more than one female character they've got kari they've got sora they've got mimi and yes they have problems themselves but most of that's because of the dub writing but we also get introduced to other female characters like we get Ace's mom who's got it going on we we meet mimi's mom we meet ty's mom you know we see so many other characters a lot of them are mums but then the, the story focuses on these these young kids so of course if we're gonna meet anybody it's gonna be their parents. but then in pokemon we get the girl in the episode and immediately and it's every single time unless it's an old lady who is a cranky old lady Then are not you never get an older woman it's either someone who could be in their like late 20s early 30s or an 80-year-old crazy lady who's small. No in-between. And if it's the first category, immediately Brock will flirt with
1: them. Especially when they're in uniform.
0: The only one, like the only the only person I feel like gets fleshed out enough is Misty, but then they don't have as much personality as the people in uh, Digimon. We know so much about their backstory, and we care, I, I don't know about you, but I care so much more about the characters in, in Digimon than I do in Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I care a lot more about Mimi, for example, than Misty.
0: Yeah, I care much more about Mimi than I do about Ash. I really enjoy Mimi's arc and what's going on with Mimi. Like, Misty hasn't got an arc. All we've had is we've had her reveal information about herself. Like, we've learned that she's a sister from uh, three other sisters from uh, the Surin City gym. She likes water-type Pokemon. Name another thing about her. She's a girl. She has an egg and a duck, but there's nothing else. There's nothing else to her, really.
1: She argues a lot.
0: She'll argue with Ash, but that's because she, he can't argue with Brock, because Brock's a guy.
1: And they're all two dudes, bro.
0: They don't even have good conversations between each other. They're quite insular when they have conversations, only about the thing that's happening right now. They don't really talk about each other's lives. Whilst in, in Digimon, we have had them say, you know, like, talking about their families and what they miss when they're going to go, like, because they're not home, you know, what they're going to enjoy when they go home and stuff. We have that. We have nice character development. And as a part of that, all the all the, the women in, in Digimon have got much more to them. Even Sora, who is potentially the least developed person, has had a story arc. She's had personal struggles. She's had a journey to go through. She's so much more different than she was at the start, where she was quite distant to the concept of love. She embraces that concept now. She's made a sort of peace with her mum. You know, she accepts her friends for who she accepts Beamon for being the the Really affectionate person, um, Digimon that, that they are, you know. And we've got Misty, who in the same amount of episodes has gone from Misty to Misty plus Egg.
1: I think a good way to put this is well, a good way to think about it is think about the female characters in Digimon, and you can probably think of an interest that they have outside of Digimon. But Misty is just she likes water Pokemon, I don't know what else she does.
0: I was thinking about this and I was going to mention it in this episode, but it doesn't really become relevant in this episode. Like I was thinking, I thought about it before we watched these episodes and I was going to mention it in the next episode, but it doesn't become a relevant point because what happens structure-wise in Pokemon doesn't really make sense. But what I've noticed with Pokemon is like, The characters aren't important. They're a framework to show you the the new monster. Like Ashbok and Misty don't really have personality because they're literally just there to be the ones that we follow to to see the next thing. They don't get development because we're not supposed to care about them. We're supposed to care about the new monsters that we see. With Digimon, like we actually care about these people because the point is we're watching their journey and their struggle from being taken to this world to saving the world. And in Pokemon, we literally get, here's a kid, he's going to go out and do something. And it's like, it's so vague. And he hasn't done the thing in so many episodes now. <laughs> he doesn't do the thing in this episode either.
1: He says he's going to.
0: Yeah, he mentions it, but they don't do the thing yet. We've got seven episodes left of this before he can do a thing. I'd love to see, at the end of this this season, I would like us to go through, like, have the list of every episode of Pokemon. Just go through the title so we can remember each episode. And if it's a filler episode, remove it and see how many episodes we get left. Like, I can guarantee we'll end up with about 15, 20 episodes.
1: I suppose we can do that. It's not hard. I've got the list.
0: So yes, mate, in short, Digimon is better with representation. Yes, it's not good representation because, you know...
1: It's still a bit cliche.
0: They have problems, yeah. But it's some... It's better than Misty likes water Pokemon. That's it. Oh, look, there's a girl in this episode. Get ready for Brock trying to seduce her or whatever he's aiming to do.
1: And we didn't even have to mention the female gym leaders and how they just don't get to fight properly.
0: Well, Ash has never beaten them has he so they've always given him the badges
1: yeah exactly so yes digimon yeah digimon handles female characters better that's the conclusion we've come to and they sent a picture of i think it's Kukumon. Kokuamon. Kokuamon, yeah, yeah yeah and they say pretend this is a pokemon what is its name type and what attacks does it have
0: okay so Kokuamon is one of the most adorable digimon it's a rocky level it's a bug but it looks like a taser it's real cute it's adorable I've been thinking about this. Uh, We already have a Pokemon like this, which is from the new game, which is uh, Vikavolt, because it's a bug with electricity. Well, Golem, uh, Alolum Golem looks like a taser because it's rocket electric. So we can't really make it like a taser, because we have a taser Pokemon, but we also have a bug with electric. But I think, so for me, I was thinking of what type it would be, and I don't really want to do bug and electric because we have them.
1: Well, we have bug steel as well. I think it would be bug steel.
0: I was thinking steel and bug instead of bug steel, if that makes... Like, it, it's just arbitrary, but I feel like it would be a steel type predominantly. Steel bug. Either steel bug or steel, steel and electric, but I think steel bug would be better.
1: You could still learn electric moves.
0: I was trying to think of a name and what it would be, but it'd be something like a taser taser bug, but... Uh,
1: Tay bug doesn't really work.
0: <laughs> but like a stag. Stag, stag bug, stag.
1: Spell that with a Z, stag.
0: I've just charge bug, because that's essentially what it is. Probably what up we got with Pokemon names is hard? But yeah, it would be a steel and bug type, and basically what the, what it does is it goes to like power plants and stuff, and it absorbs electricity, and it can release it. But it runs out of electricity. and It has a, almost like a jolt it can do, but it does it like it can use it like as a taser and stuff. And it would learn things like discharge and um, electric terrain. Is that a move? Something like that. But it also learn like steel moves, like steel wing and stuff. And it would have the ability Vault Absorb. I think that's what it's called, where it can absorb electric attacks. That's what it, it would have, it's, its ability.
1: I'm still trying to think of a
0: name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a name is really hard. Right. I also want to mention how, the worst Pokemon name. So basically to make a Pokemon, what you do is you take a thing and, a po- and, a mo- and an animal and you stick it together. For example, you get Charge Bug. It's a bug and it charges itself with electricity. You get, um, um, I can't think of any at the top of my head now. Okay, but the worst one is Talonflame. Flame, Because it was like, I couldn't think of like, let's blend the two together. Because normally it's like half of one word, half of another. But this is literally just the word Talon and the word flame. Because the bird has talons and the bird is a flame one. But it's cool. It's not, it's a really bad name. It's a cool uh cool pokemon i really like it but it's just talon flame
1: graymon
0: graymon's cool but also it's not gray
1: lies beza mixture of beetle and taser that just sounds dumb it sounds like the nickname of a thug in some crime drama <laughs>
0: Cool. Any any more, Admon? Or are we done now?
1: Yeah, so that's everything on Twitter. So now I can plug my stuff that I've been doing on the side while the Moncasters had its holiday. So I've started a new podcast called Year of Backlog with a friend of mine where we talk about video games that we've been playing. Sam thinks it's good, don't you, Sam?
0: Yes, I do. I have listened to the first episode and it's quite good. And also you've done an episode about Pokemon and Digimon.
1: Well, we've done an episode about Pokemon and then another episode that had Digimon in. There's separate episodes. Still,
0: you've done an episode about Pokemon and Digimon. The and meaning two episodes, not as in one episode.
1: But yeah, that's good. And I'll link it in the show notes that you can go check it out if you're interested. Yeah, it's
0: definitely worth a, a, worth a listen to, especially if you if you like video games.
1: Lots of people like video games. Lots of people do. Other things I've been doing, well, I've made some tweaks to Patreon rewards just today, actually, which I've not added anything new. I've just made some things cheaper and simplified it. So there's now just three tiers. So you can go have a look at that because it might be interesting. It would be good because you work a lot harder than I do for this.
0: Okay, no, you you spend more time because you do the bulk of the editing.
1: I do a lot of editing. When we get to the big specials, it's going to be a task. Well, we've
0: already got an hour or whatever it is.
1: It's like an hour and a half just for Pikachu's vacation. I moved the I'll do a drawing a month thing down into the $5 tier because I figured that's not very hard. And I just want to give patrons more stuff and make it less complicated than it was because I had like five tiers, but now there's only three. So it's nice and simple and you get more stuff, even for just a dollar. Go check that out if you want to. And the last thing is that if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, I'll be uploading a Resident Evil 7 playthrough if you want to watch that. Right, let's get on with the show because
0: we've talked for an hour. Mm -hmm. So on to the episodes. The first episode we're watching is who gets to keep Togepi?
1: There's a lot of bickering back and forth and even a battle tournament and eventually it's decided that Misty gets to keep Togepi. Is it because she's a girl
0: and she has to be the mom?
1: No. What made you think that, Sam? You're so defensive then. Pokemon's not sexist, Sam. The episode
0: starts with Ash and Co. wandering into a random Pokemon Center. Does it say where they are? Nope. Okay, no, they're just in a random town in a random Pokemon Center. Even though every time we've had this, they've told us where they are.
1: It's a small town Pokemon Center.
0: Which is shaped like Sunamon's
1: tusk or something, isn't it? The fanciest small town Pokemon Center I've ever seen.
0: They go to the counter and Nurse Joy asks Ash if Ash is Ash. You know, there's there's more than one person in the world called Ash, you know. It could be anybody, but you know. And apparently she has a message from Professor Oak for him.
1: Because Pokemon centers are like the post office.
0: Yeah, it's not like even a text or anything. Because like, it's a shame that texting doesn't exist in this world. Even though he has got like a Pokedex and he could essentially give that a number and like, could like be able to send messages to it. Because if they can transport Pokemon, literally material, physical beings by teleportation surely they can be able to send a small amount of information nope but no this is the 90s and and mobile phones weren't a big thing by then so he gets a letter from oak and it's literally like it's a piece of paper but it's also animated so is it like high-tech paper or it's like really thin a really thin one-page book or something but it's got professor oak with weird animation and some badges on the screen but it's just a letter saying ash could you give me a call and I'm like, okay, so how does Oak know where Ash is? Surely he could have sent him a message in another way that involves, like, a text or anything. But no, it's it's a weird piece of paper.
1: So Ash gives Oak a phone call. These are always just the funnest part of every episode. Funnest is a word that I made up.
0: So he's talking to Ash and he notices how Pikachu's looking really healthy. And, like, Misty just butts it. She's like, I'm fine too. He's like, Oak should be like, I don't... Who is this? Who is she? Where did you find her? There's just some girl with you. It was just the way she's like, I'm fine too. It's like, okay, passive
1: aggressive Misty. Does Ash have to look after Misty as well? Maybe Misty's a Pokemon. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me.
0: But yeah, the entire time they're having this conversation, Muck, because Ash caught that Muck in Gringy City. Gringy City. That Muck is now at Oak's lab, and it's just tottering around Oak a lot, and it tries to hug him and just climb on him because he loves Oak so much, which I think is really cute. I think it's calmer. I just think it's really nice if, like, just there's a Pokemon which is just sludgy slime and not a lot of people like it. My partner likes Muck, by the way. He's got an Alolan Muck, and it's one of the best ones.
1: I reckon this is Ash's way of getting revenge on Oak for sleeping with Ash's mom. Just send over a Pokemon that constantly molests Professor Oak.
0: But it's just always like. It's a person. I love that person. I'm going to hug that person. It's like, no, don't, because you're, literally you're a poison. You are a walking blob of poison and you will kill me if I get skinned contact with you. I'm going to hug you. <laughs> no. It's so cute. And I think Muck is so cute. I prefer
1: Krabby in the cols
0: is cute, but I like muck because it's just, it's, it's essentially a walking duvet of sludge.
1: And then Oak just basically goes, hey, Ash, you've been just procrastinating for too long. You should go get some badges and some Pokemon and do what the whole point of the show is.
0: You should catch some new Pokemon. And Ash's like, I haven't caught any new Pokemon. And Misty's like, that's right. And it's like, why is she being so passive aggressive in this phone call for no reason? It's like, oh, Misty is just passive aggressive to him. Maybe she's on a period. Whoa, whoa whoa is she 10 i think she's 10 i think she's 14 no brock's like 15 so that's got no correlation to misty's age at all it has because they're not like a year apart from brock she's older than ash though
1: yeah and ash definitely isn't on his period
0: but she's just being really passive aggressive this entire phone call for no reason and then professor oak says that ash has got a Pokedex upgrade. Which is weird, because Oak made the Pokédex, so why would there be a Pokédex upgrade just going around, like, you know, iOS 7 or whatever? And there's just a slot in the phone which opens up, which conveniently fits the the Pokédex. How convenient. So Ash gets an upgrade, and apparently it also has a new voice, which to me says they couldn't get the original voice actor back, because I don't know.
1: I didn't. Notice that it was different even later in the episode
0: yeah no oak says that it's got a new voice so and then it cuts to the gang and they're in like a restaurant or something brock is naddy naddying the egg and uh they this is where they start talking about the egg because like the fir- like this has been what like five minutes of the episode and all they've done so far is go to a pokemon center and
1: ash gets an upgrade ash doesn't get an upgrade ash never upgrades
0: okay ash gets a uh, pokedex upgrade then that's better it's just so weird. Like, nothing's happened apart from just
1: the new Pokédex. He's just checked his messages.
0: But yeah, they all um stop wondering what will come out of the egg, because now they know that Pokémon egg hatches, even though we've got no history of eggs ever happening before. Misty thinks Tentacle will come out. Brock thinks that Golem will come out. And I'm like, do they not understand how eggs work? Because a fully evolved Pokémon will not be born from an egg. You'd think the
1: breeder would be aware of that.
0: You'd think, because, you know, if it was a Golem in that egg, wouldn't it be like the size of a golem not this tiny egg i just like how this conversation came about
1: because they just don't really bring it up
0: they've had the egg for about what five episodes yeah just suddenly they're just there with the egg and they're like oh it's time to do an egg episode like their alarm beeps on their phone and like oh it's the egg episode now let's start talking about the egg that's here Team are also there working in the restaurant which i think is kind of cute because it's like So Team Rocket doesn't pay them enough or they've they've done so badly at Team Rocket they have to get part-time jobs just to make some money. So they hear about the egg and then they hear Ashley Aerodactyl because he thinks an Aerodactyl might come from the egg
1: and decide that they should steal the egg. Well Aerodactyl's probably the best guess because they found it like in that episode.
0: You're at the best guess, because you can literally hatch an aerodactyl from an egg. Like, that's a thing that you can do in the game. So that makes more sense. So they decide to dress as, like, maidens or something? Egg maidens. Egg maidens. (laughs) So when Ash and Co. leave, well, the restaurant, they come up to them with baskets full of eggs, because eggs are common knowledge things that have happened since the first episode that we all know about offering to sell them to ash and co and ash and co are like no we've already got the one egg so no thank you so they accidentally knock the well they purposefully knock the egg out of brock's hand and then throw their eggs on the ground to hide the real egg which uh meowth has stolen they then reveal themselves instead of running away and letting them try and find the egg they go aha by the way we're team rocket we've got your egg actually so none of these are fake but they start to do the motto and then, like, a couple sentences into it, they see that Ashley just just ignoring them, and they're on the ground, like, is this the egg? Is this the egg? And uh, everyone, they lift up shakes and hatches, and it's like, some of them have notes in there, some of them have little, like, things, but not actual stuff. It's, they're all jokes. One of them has a tongue. Yes, and one of them has, like, a tiny
1: bat demon. One of them's just, like, a piece of paper with a sad face on it. So, Team Rocket run away with
0: the egg, and uh, they go to a little shack, and James wants to eat it, which I think is kind of weird because it's like it's clearly a pokemon egg
1: well they eat far-fetched yes so a pokemon egg is just an egg
0: true but uh meowth says no how dare you and stuff and gets really angry at him and then uh takes the egg himself and spends time with it to keep it warm so it's like bathing with it and sitting on it and curling up with it in bed at night it's so cute i think it's the best because meowth is just the best in this episode yeah meowth is the best so they've basically abandoned Ashinko. But to make it the plot happen, what they do is Ashinko find a trail of eggs that have been dropped on the floor. And I'm like, no. No, this is stupid. Team Rocket threw all of their eggs at Ashinko. Why would they conveniently have a trail
1: of eggs apart from the fact that Ashinko need to find Team Rocket? I didn't even think about that plot hole. That makes no sense.
0: But you know, they do. They find the shack that they're in and then everybody
1: calls out a Pokemon to use they all call out the flying types Of well, the flying types except two of them aren't flying types one's a, a rock and one's a star like... i can't get over the fact that geodude can levitate why not so does Goldine, to be fair Goldine doesn't levitate yeah it does no it doesn't oh okay it didn't in pikachu's vacation um, I'm thinking of the games
0: then maybe. But yeah, so they send them in through the window of the shack. So they like burst into the shack and Pidgeot just steals the egg back from Meowth. Uh, Team Rocket sends out their Pokemon and uh, Wheezing uses smokescreen. And it just turns into this comedy routine of everybody gets the Pokemon egg and then it gets knocked out of their hands and somebody else catches it and it gets knocked out of their hands and it gets passed to everybody.
1: Oh, what hilarious antics. It's
0: so funny. It's so funny.
1: I think my favourite part of this bit though is when Brock gets hit because his eyes open for a split second. So it's confirmed that Brock actually has eyes. He has eyes anyway. Yeah, but they can actually open. We've seen them open now for a split second. (laughs) I can't think of any other time he's opened his eyes. I'm sure it's happened before when they've been shocked by something. I don't think so. But at least no one turned to stone. So
0: Pidgeot uses... Flap, flap, flap. Flap attack to get rid of the smoke and then the egg just gets knocked out of ash's hands you think it's going to fall to the ground and pikachu catches it and says,
1: yay pikachu caught it because pikachu is much better than ash at everything
0: ash takes the egg off pikachu and then the egg starts to glow and wobble and hatch and everybody's super excited and then misty out of nowhere just steals the egg off ash <laughs> she just comes in and says i'm fine too <laughs> i'm also here and just takes the egg and then the egg hatches and
1: it's Togepi.
0: We don't know what this Pokemon is yet, even though it says Togepi. No, it says like Togepi. We don't know what it is. And it sees Misty and it's really happy. And then they do the token thing where uh, Pikachu electrocutes Team Rocket. I
1: do like that Team Rocket just comes over and celebrates that the baby Pokemon's been born Though.
0: Yeah, it's quite cute. They're like, oh yeah, look, it's a little, little baby. It's so cute. It's been born. And they're like, no, wait, we, we, no, we forgot that we're your enemy and we're fighting right now. And then like, they, they get electrocuted by Pikachu and Ash and Co run away. And they're on a bench by a pond and uh, Misty's playing with the new Pokemon and Ash uses his Pokedex to check the data. And it says that it's Togepi and they don't know anything else about it. And I'm like, well, oh, they could have known that from just listening to it talk because it says Togepi.
1: It doesn't. It says
0: Togepi. I realized that this is why Ash went to the poker center at the start. For no reason other than they had to find a way for Ash to be able to know about the Pokemon because I'm pretty sure he's used the
1: Pokedex before on the egg and it says they don't know what it is. It's just a complete and utter coincidence that they happen to get Pokedex upgrade today of all days. And it could tell you about the specifically just the egg about this Pokemon from a new region that doesn't exist. And then everybody
0: starts bickering about who will get to keep Togepi. And it's like, okay, this is this is weirdly selfish now. You know, you could work as a team, but everyone's like, no, it's my Pokemon. No, it's my Pokemon. And then Ash says, everyone should fight to get Togepi. Meowth turns up as well and says, you know, I raised Togepi for a while and, and cared for it a lot, which to be fair, Meowth did. There was a whole montage and everything. And then uh, they go and try and start, they go and start a fight about it. Um, and they start a little tournament. And that says that they're all going to fight each other. And Meowth says that uh, Jesse and James can't fight because they didn't care for it. Which, is, to be fair, is true. I thought that was quite cute. And then they uh, they respect uh, Meow's wishes and they sit down. Reluctantly. But then Meowth's like, oh, no, I haven't got your Pokemon. Um, can I use yours? And they're like, no. No, you were mean to us. You got you got us ejected from this tournament. So, no, you can't. And he's like, oh, no, wait, what? Oh, wait, I'm a Pokemon. I can also fight. And I'm
1: like, yay, Meowth fighting. so I like Meowth fighting. Then it takes it one step further, because in the battles itself, Meowth acts out both the part of Trainer and Pokemon. Which is kind of funny. I found it really funny, because it's so ridiculously stupid. It's just sort of dumb humour I like.
0: So the first match is Meowth versus Onyx, Like, I was like, oh god, that's really unfair, and uh, Meowth's
1: clearly going to lose. You haven't said which Pokemon Meowth sends out yet.
0: Okay, Meowth sends out Meowth, so it's Meowth's Meowth versus Onyx, Brock's Onyx. So Meowth tries his best to defeat Onyx, and it doesn't seem to be working. And then randomly, there's just two buckets of water for no reason other than they want Meowth to win, and they can't think of a better way apart from rock is weak to water why are there two buckets of water in this like weird colosseum esque thing i don't know that's a genuine question i'd love to know why apart like there's no reason for them to be there and they're like just two full buckets of water maybe they're there for mopping the floors later maybe they're there for plot that's probably it it's literally just plot it's just like there's just two buckets of water meow throws the buckets of water at onyx and then scratches and it wins because water basically weakens rock which is great so meowth wins the first round so the next round is Ash versus Misty, which is Bulbasaur versus Psyduck, even though that's not who she wanted to send out. Misty says to attack with like headbutts and stuff so that Psyduck can get a head a headache. And Ash uses actual strategy this time and decides that he won't attack to cause headaches. So instead he gets Bulbasaur to lick Psyduck and uh, Psyduck starts laughing and then uh, tickles Psyduck until he just retreats back into his Pokeball because he doesn't like it because he's squeamish which I thought was really cute because it's like it's basically anti-battling it's like this is fighting but it's not fighting because like we don't want to actually fight so instead we're just gonna just tickle him until he gives up and I thought that was really cute
1: it was a cute battle it
0: was but once again Misty's not allowed to have an actual battle
1: yeah it's kind of annoying
0: yeah it's now just comedy again
1: All of Misty's Pokemon just get neglected because Psyduck butts in all the time.
0: And then the next round is Ash versus Meowth's Meowth. Meowth has a little speech about how he's not going to give up because he wants to to win for Togepi. And then Pikachu just rests its tail on Meowth's head and then electrocutes and wins. It's like, oh, that's the end. That's how it always
1: goes.
0: (laughs) And then Ash wins, because Ash always wins all the time, because why wouldn't he? And he goes to claim Togepi, but Togepi goes to Misty. So this basically renders the entire episode moot, because anything they did there was for no reason.
1: And miraculously, the Pokedex has gained more information about Togepi, and now knows that Togepi imprints on the first person it sees.
0: didn't decide to say that at the start and you know togepi didn't go and see anybody at all it wasn't like um like it, it happily sat there and watched them do the fight it wasn't like actually no i want my mum because she's over there instead it was like oh let's just let this entire plot happen and then uh the episode ends with misty having togepi
1: we get the answer to the episode old question who gets to keep togepi
0: yeah it's misty
1: even though ash really wanted it but screw ash He didn't earn that Pokemon. No, he did not.
0: But he wanted it. Of course he did. He wanted to get Togepi.
1: Because this episode is all about Ash going out and getting new Pokemon and badges. That's what they set out to do at the start of this episode before randomly deciding to talk about the egg. They were discussing like, well, we can go to Cinnabar Island. And then Ash just goes, hey Brock, what are you doing with that egg? That's basically how the conversation went. Cinnabar Island, yes, plot. Oh my God,
0: it's happening. no. No, let's just look at this, this little bit of sidetracking
1: stuff we can do.
0: Okay, so what was your favourite character and thing?
1: My favourite character is absolutely Meowth.
0: Yeah, mine is exactly the same.
1: He's just really funny in this episode, and I, I loved it when he became his own trainer.
0: Well, there was him, he, like, really cared for the egg, and it was nice to see him not being evil, but also, like, he had this this spirit of just, like, I'm going to fight for Togepi because I need Tog like, I want to care for Togepi, and... It was just nice to see Meowth not being this Meowth that's right. It was really cute.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have a bit more focus on the third member of Team Rocket.
0: And also just Meowth like bathing with an egg and like curling up in a bed with an egg. It's so cute. It's got a little happy face.
1: Overall thoughts? It's filler, but I still really enjoyed it.
0: It's not filler, but it is like it's soft filler, like it's filler, but it's got such a small amount of story relevant stuff, which is this, this the whole thing about Togepi, the the egg they got a couple episodes which they haven't mentioned has now hatched. Like it's that the tiniest bit. Like there's just nothing else to the episode. It's it's a waste of time essentially. Well, it literally is a waste of time because they spend all their time um fighting and stuff. But that that doesn't equate to anything because Togepi imprinted on Misty.
1: It's all completely pointless. But I still enjoyed
0: it because it was a really funny episode. I thought it was okay. I mean, it was pointless. But I felt like everybody became really selfish and you know they didn't really care about what Togepi actually wanted. They were like, oh, no, I want the Togepi. I want the So it once again became, I don't care about the Pokemon. It's I need to add this to my collection. And I was like, no, that's not no maybe if they had done what most people do when they try to see what loves them the most like if you get a dog and you want to see if the dog loves you the most you just put it in the middle of the room when you sit at either end of the room and be like come here you know you love me more and then the dog goes to like whichever one you think it loves the most if they done that with togepi it would have been better then oh no i'll fight and if i win i'll keep the togepi even though we don't know which one it loves
1: us uh which of us it loves the most but that wouldn't fill an episode i mean they barely filled it this way
0: they could have done so much. well they had to spend that time having ash go have a phone
1: call and then they had the whole let's chase after team rocket because they have the egg okay so question who do you think deserve the egg it's between brock and meowth because they're the ones that really cared for it and looked after it yeah
0: okay i had uh i've got meowth for mine because i i, I think meowth deserves it because he actually showed genuine affection to the egg Brock kind of just had the egg in his bag and sometimes we'd get it out and wipe it. Meowth like took baths with the egg and cared for it and smiled at it and was really happy with the egg and I was like that's actual affection. He doesn't know what's in there but he just cares about it. Jesse and James wanted the egg to just like hatch and see what's in there. Misty and Brock didn't care for the egg at all until they found out that it, it, there's a potential Pokemon in there. Misty basically only reason it likes Misty because she stole it from Ash at the last second and it imprinted. Ash only wants the egg because there's a new Pokemon in there and he wants the, the Pokemon to add to his team and then to release like six episodes later because it needs to go and live with I don't know its family or whatever so I think Meowth deserves to have a Pokemon.
1: I don't think Togepi would fit in with Team Rocket's lifestyle though. Maybe, don't know that. Togepi would just be a burden to them. That's a fun thing though, it could be good. I mean they've already got Psyduck which is a burden. Yeah but that's Ash and Co. They don't have proper things to do. I'm assuming that Team Rocket is paid for what they do (laughs) which is fail. There is one joke from James where he just says it's like an outstanding tradition that they fail at everything they try to do.
0: Yes, it is. And to be tr- to be fair, where's
1: the lie? But honestly, I think everyone in the tournament had a claim to Togepi. Like, they all had a valid reason for why they should have Togepi. Ash found the egg, so it's Ash's egg. Really. Brock cared for the egg. Togepi likes Misty the most, and... Meowth just really looked after the egg a lot as well. So they all have a reason.
0: I think the only one that really matters there is that Togepi likes Misty. That's the only person who should care for it.
1: That's the reason they went with at the end.
0: But the only like, the only reason that it likes her is because it hatched in front of her because she stole the egg off Ash.
1: But that's the way it is. Misty's been pushy all episode. She pushed into the phone call. It's just she wants the limelight for a change. She's feeling neglected by the viewers. But at least Togepi's now in the show. I like Togepi togepi's cute
0: cool anything else about this episode or or can we move on to the other one at least someone got a new pokemon yeah someone got an egg it hasn't got any better it's literally just like okay the top of the egg hatched and like its head came out but then also it just also got feet and and arms but you don't see where they came from
1: but it's a pokemon and i'm sure it'll be very effective in battle i'm sure it'll be the best the second episode we are watching this time is my sister's keeper ty and the kids are wandering along a desert
0: road when Cory decides to activate her crest of plot and collapses they all take her to a nearby city made up of every major city in the world ty and Izzy set out to find some medicine for her but unwittingly revealed their location to machinedramon who uses his army to hunt the kids down? After realizing that every time he logs into the digital world with his laptop, he's revealing his location to Machine Drummon, Izzy sets about hiding themselves so that uh, Machine Drummon can't find them. In response, he in- initiates a plan to level the city, ending up with him blasting the kids down to a dark pit under the city.
1: So it starts off with them walking down the desert road, and every so often, Kari coughs. Because do you reckon Kari might be sick? I think Kari might be slightly sick. I mean, every time we see her, she's slightly sick. I mean, it keeps looking at her and then she coughs. And then it goes back to the conversation. And then it goes back to Kari and she coughs. I think she might be sick, Sam.
0: But instead of being like, hey, guys, I actually feel a bit sick. Oh, maybe they can help me. Oh, we'll help you, Kari. Well, you know, maybe one of the bigger Digimon can carry you. No, what they're going to do is they're going to walk along a boiling hot desert road. And then she just collapses. But yeah, Kari says that she's suffering because she didn't want to let anyone down. I'm like, okay, but... Not telling them that you're ill will put you into worse danger, which is going to let them down even more. That's not how not letting people down is. If you, you know, if you say to them, I'm not well, they'll be like, okay, well, we can help you. It's not, you're not going to let them down.
1: If you collapse on the floor and become a real burden, then it's a problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Imagine like if she had just like not told anybody that she's unwell and she just physically collapses to the floor and is unable to move. Imagine how much of a problem that would be for them. Oh, wait, she does that. Oh, dear. Oh, no. So some of the Digimon leave to find a place to go. And um, I don't know how they didn't see the city when they were walking.
1: It's in the distance.
0: Kabutoimon returns and says that he's found like a, a place they can go to. And um, he flies them to what looks like a city. But it's got landmarks from every major city in the world.
1: Like the Arc de Triomphe and the Colosseum.
0: But it's all like smushed together. And it's it's, it's kind of cool. And time mentions uh, references. I think it's Epcot in America or Universal Studios. I've been there, but I was 10. That's 15, 16 years ago. Yeah,
1: he just says it's like that theme park in Florida, which could be one of many theme parks in Florida.
0: They've referenced a real world location, which is cool.
1: It's a small world after all. There's
0: also a shot of Ty on One's back and his hair's flapping around and his hair is like three times the normal size. It's
1: huge. I swear his hair was bigger than normal throughout the whole episode
0: it just seems like he's just got giant hair for no reason but it's strange is it bigger than normal or am I just noticing it more no it just seems like it, it just seems like he's got big hair
1: he does have ridiculous hair
0: so they land at like like this weird oh they, they land at this this large house mansion
1: thing I noticed something very weird about this house it looks like the roof is flashing rainbow colors I don't know if that was just my DVD but the roof was flashing rainbow colors maybe
0: it's got like reflective surface on it or something i don't know maybe it's just aesthetic
1: no it was like disco lights for the house roof oh i didn't notice that but i could i could see that happening
0: so they go in there and then like the next shot is it's from the inside of a drawer being opened you can see it's full of stuff and izzy says that the cupboards are empty and it's like oh oh, no like that drawer there is full of what looks like bottles of stuff and then the the cupboard the, the, the cupboard that izzy's looking in is full of plates and jugs it's empty they empty, there's absolutely
1: nothing in there. But they find some pills.
0: Yeah, they find a, a box of, of medicine, but they open it up and it's basically just the box. There's nothing else actually in there.
1: Because that actually is empty.
0: That's what empty means. So, Ty and Izzy decide that they're gonna leave Sora, Kari and TK there. TK says that he wants to come along and he's like, no, you're the last line of defence. And I'm not, like, I, I do feel like that's actually, like, he, he potentially saved their lives because, like, later on the episode, it's gonna jump forward. He becomes Andromon and he saves everybody there. Like because um, there's a missile that flies towards uh Tyonisy and, and he saves them with that. But I also feel like he used Andromon to essentially get everybody out of the house, which I think was good. So he, leaving TK there potentially saved everybody's life. It
1: was a good call. They didn't need to come along.
0: No. Also he's smaller and he wouldn't have been able to run as far.
1: So they leave Mom and the kids
0: behind. Leaves Mom and the kids behind to find some medicine and They find, like, a red British phone box for some reason. And I didn't know that British phone boxes had, like, is it LAN ports? They do, apparently. (laughs) Apparently, you can hack into a phone box, use one of those, and just connect whatever you've got upon your person to it for some reason. It's the digital world. It's weird. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. Then again, he also logged into a tree, so... And a battery, so I shouldn't be complaining.
1: One thing I did appreciate here, though, was that they had the same music from when they found the phone booths in episode two playing again. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. The phone booth music.
0: But yeah, is he hacks the system and gets a map of the entire city and can locate all the medical facilities and that's really cool because we haven't seen Izzy do that since essentially the maze I think it is I mean he does things like I think Izzy's one of the most interesting characters of this season because he does a lot of tech stuff like anytime they need to be a bit more tactical he just breaks out his laptop and just basically hacks the digital world
1: he accesses the maps and things
0: he does so he gets a map of the the city including and like it highlights all the medical facilities like the hospitals and pharmacies and stuff but also like it then cuts to Machine who is the next big bad they've got to fight, and he's also seeing the map, which is really cool because like that's an interesting plot point of like everything the gang can see, the enemy can see. So he decides to send out this army, which is cool as well. He's basically a military commander. Yeah, basically he has this army of like quite militarized Digimon, like uh, Tankmon, Mechanorimon, and Megadramon and gigadramon and uh, he sends them out instead of fighting himself. So he's up there being tactical. So he sends them out to go and blow up all the medical facilities. Ty and Izzy find a hospital. And Ty had Like, we've seen him once before have a flashback to Kar- when Kari's sick. But we see him have another flashback to when Kari was sent to a hospital before. But we only see that for like a brief moment. It's just Kari going in the back of an ambulance. Like, you know, like it's no problem. Izzy says that he wishes Joe was there because his, his dad's a doctor. So maybe he would know what medicines uh, to get for Kari. And I think, yeah, that's quite good. I'm glad they brought that up. Because uh, obviously Joe having this family history with with uh, doctors it would have been cool to see and be there being like okay well we need this thing and this thing and this thing but they settle on uh, the the mildest child try what child paracetamol or something like that
1: something like that is his google search doesn't help much
0: if you were going to go for something for someone who's ill you find a thing that can help them you'll probably go for the weakest one because if you go for the strongest one you know it could really hurt them like if they had got like morphine or something for a car it just completely knocks her out for, like Six days. But no, they found like the child. Uh, the child medicines and they found one of the weakest ones of that which is good because she's a rather small child I don't get
1: why the medicine's real in this place though and not in the houses
0: I think it's because it's data these places are based on data of places so like it's based on a hospital and it's based on the hospital's inventory so they go okay these things are here with a house it's like oh you can go to a house and they'll be like in a medicine cupboard or they've got these things in there so plot basically because if they they found the pills in the house then they wouldn't have to go and do this plot they did the thing and they went to the place and they got the medicine for Kari.
1: But Machine Drumon's forces are closing in again.
0: Well Izzy hacks into the hospital to find out what they've got inventory wise which also alerts Machine Drummond and his army.
1: For the second time.
0: So he has um, his army go specifically to that one hospital to defeat them which is cool. They start to attack the hospital and uh, the gang escape out of a window to go and hide. They hide in like a tall building first and then Izzy checks the network again he hacks into the network to see where the enemies are and then Machine Machinedramon sends them after them again and Izzy notices that all the all the enemies like stop what they're doing when he the second he logs in and turn to advance towards them and that's when Izzy figures out that Machine Machinedramon can also see what Izzy's
1: seeing by tracing his computer connection so time's the charm finally works it out they log out and run away at this point
0: yep um Argumon evolves to Greymon and they just bust out a window and start running away. They attack Megadromon, I think, but it cuts to Piedmon, who is bored just watching Netflix, chilling out. He's in, his like evil there with a giant micro uh, telescope watching, which is weird because they're on Spiral Mountain, which is below them, because that's at the top of the mountain on a plateau but the way i see it is like the telescope doesn't actually point at the things it's basically there as a representation of being able to see long distances so he's watching um, everything that's happening and he's upset because machine drum one's gonna win and he wishes that he could have his turn which kind of justifies why they don't just all run at them at once like piedmon wants this game of everybody go out in strength order and they get stronger and stronger and he gets to see how far they get which i really enjoy because it also matches piedmon's personality
1: i'm glad they put in this little glimpse of piedmon
0: yeah yeah it's nice just to remind us that he's there and he's constantly watching what they're doing. He's learning from the gang and what they do. So as they jump out of that window that Mega Drummond was in, Graymon evolves to Metal Graymon and carries the kids to safety where they go and hide. Um, they hide in a church and Izzy's sad because he basically let them down and he caused them to be followed and Ty gets really mad at him and explains how Kari got sick before and basically dragged her out because he wanted to go play soccer and she wasn't very well so she was home and he just he had to look after her so instead of being like you know i'll stay home and make sure she's okay he was like you're not that sick come with me and we'll go play some football she gets really sick and she gets like pneumonia i think it is ty's like full-on crying when he's telling izzy this which i thought was a nice little moment because it's like this is like a, a personal problem that he has with himself that it's it's where he's been selfish before and it's really bothered him and it really upsets him whenever carrie gets sick because it's like he. Can, he sometimes blames himself for it.
1: <laughs> it's good to see genuine emotion coming from a character because it's something that you don't get in shows like uh Pokemon, for example.
0: Well, all they do in like Pokemon and stuff, and they do it in Digimon as well, when a character's like upset, they do the it shows them talking like or shouting with their fist clenched. But in this, like Ty is like full on crying, like tears streaming down his face. And it sort of makes Izzy react to it and he's like he's like, actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna do something about this. I caused the problem, I'll get us out of it. And he just decides to mask their location oh is he getting into slightly illegal things at an early age like this is why he's gonna become like an internet mogul when he's older
1: he's a super hacker
0: he is so he confuses their location on the map and they can't see where they're going like machine drummond's army can't tell exactly where they are so they escape which is real good but machine drummond gets bored of not doing anything and initiates plan eliminate which is a bad pun and i hate this plan it's a fine plan it's not. But the pun is eliminate, but it's not even like they say it once. He says, initiate plan, eliminate. And then Huguruman says, why not initiate plan, eliminate? And he says, you are disobeying me. Initiate plan, eliminate. And then Hurgurumon says to all the units to initiate plan, eliminate. And then the next Hurgurumon says, yes, initiate plan, eliminate. So it's like, we get the joke. We get the joke. It's, it wasn't funny the first time. It's no longer funny five times in 10 seconds.
1: I get that it's for a joke but it also kind of works because that's how military chains of command work they just pass down the commands down the line so it makes sense that they repeat it several times it's also dumb
0: but yeah i like the plan which is just it's the plan is to level the city completely it's
1: just send out the nukes yeah just blow it all up it'll definitely work
0: yeah oh yeah it'll, it'll do the job so tiny as he managed to get their way back to the house and they stood outside the house and then just a missile drops on it and it blows up and i found it really funny for some reason it's like, it, it's almost parodied in a lot of things. Like you see a lot of movies where they, they think they're safe and they return to the safe place and then the entire place gets just blown up. But I'm like, it was I don't know, I just found it
1: funny. I was more shocked by it than anything. Really? Yeah, because I don't remember this episode very well. So watching it again, I, I wasn't sure what was actually going to happen. So when they just blew up the house, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs>
0: Wait, no, this isn't as good as I thought it would be. Oh, maybe they're all dead now. But yeah, we have a couple of seconds of of manufactured tragedy because it's really sad that this has happened. But uh, another missile flies straight towards them and out of nowhere, Andromon is there and it uh, essentially saves them. It destroys the missile, which is quite good because Andromon's like a, a, a champion level and they're a ultimate level.
1: Well, he's a champion with the strength of an ultimate. Because he's special. So everybody escaped. On like
0: I said earlier, I'm really glad that they escaped. Like, they're glad they left TK there because TK basically saved everybody. And that that's glossed over. But, you know, at least they, they all got saved, which is good.
1: So mum and the kids are fine.
0: They're all saying, like, that they're really glad they're all saved and everything. It's really good. But then Machine Drawn appears out of nowhere. And he's really upset, and he uses Giga Cannon to blow up a building, and then just suddenly there's just a, an abyss below them, and they all fall into the, the abyss. That Machine Dromon's being like, "Goodbye, Digimon." Ha 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 ha! Evil.
1: I find Machine Dromon really interesting.
0: I like Machine Dromon. It's I think I think he's my favourite, but he also gets a lot of weight added to him because he's the villain
1: in Digimon World. Warfare. I mean, it's interesting how like he's so robotic and calculating, but then he still has an evil laugh.
0: Uh, Yeah, and then the episode ends with them falling down to their doom.
1: And they all die. So, uh, any more notes? There was a really cool transition at one point, where Machine Drummond bit down on the screen.
0: Oh, that sounds real cool. I I didn't notice that. I think I was writing notes at the time. But that sounds really good.
1: Yeah, basically, to transition back to Machine Drummond's room, it just showed his jaw closing over the screen. And that was a really cool way of doing that. That is cool. And there was one line from Ty, which is my favorite thing in this episode, because the delivery is just so bad, honestly. And it's when Ty is apologizing to Izzy, and he just says, I'm sorry, Izzy, uh, just, uh, uh. I'm so sorry, uh. And that was just the best delivery. You could not deliver, uh, any better.
0: Anything else?
1: It was an- kind of annoying that the, the Mon started chanting in this episode, or doing some sort of military march, because they weren't doing that in the flashbacks.
0: Yeah, no, they were they were quiet and they didn't talk in the flashback. Yeah,
1: and it's kind of annoying, the chance. It's dumb. And the other thing that is just kinda of bad really is that Carrie's entire character in this episode is just I'm a martyr. <laughs> it's just I'm sick. Uh, I am sick for everyone else. I will take your sins. It's the anime trope of the suffering
0: girl. Of just like, oh, I'm so sick, but I don't want to hurt. I don't want to stop you, what you're doing, but I'm going to get even sicker. So it will, it will slow us down. What was your favourite thing in this episode? Uh, really? <laughs> just...
1: Uh. It was hilarious. I'm sorry, Izzy. He uh. just goes from insanely angry to really upset and apologetic. It's <laughs> like that one sentence.
0: My favourite thing is the tactics that get used in this episode like izzy is super useful in this uh, he uses his computer to find like the map of the city the medical facilities what they've got in there like the um the inventory so they can find something to use for Kari. and then he also like figures out after like three attempts four attempts that like they know where we are because of what i'm, I'm doing and then he finds a solution to it it's like it's really good like that's that's tactics normally in episodes it's just hit the hardest but with this it's like i will use some actual tactics to try and win this situation beat the situation because they're facing literally an army so and, and it's just two kids
1: yeah it's much more of a military combat situation than just straight up strongest attack wins whoever believes the most will be victorious
0: whoever believes in their friends the most it's like no they have bombs they will destroy buildings
1: yeah like machine gun's whole militaristic approach overall thoughts it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, I I
0: remember really liking this when I was younger, and uh, I really like this episode now. It's one of my favourite episodes, I think, and I think it is it's because of the tactics and the fact it is Machine Dramon. and like Machine is like one of my favourite enemies, and like he has an army which is different because normally like with uh, Metal Seed and with um, Puppetmon they had like kooky sidekicks, like Metal Seed had Scorpiomon in one episode who was doing everything for clams puppetmon had cherrymon who had that uh, marlon brando voice and stuff it was kind of like they're they're kind of kooky which kind of detract well not detract like they're funny yeah but like with this the villains were like our job is to go and hunt these things down for our boss and the boss is just like yeah just level the place just blow everything up there's no like puns like the, the big pun in this is eliminate but even then like i don't like it because it's bad, but it is kind of a good bad, but like that's probably the only real joke that the enemies have. Apart from that, it's mostly just like battle tactics and then trying to find where they need to go and is getting blown up. So I really enjoyed this episode.
1: I've not got much else to say really. It was a good episode.
0: Yeah, I, I quite liked it. I, I thought it was really nice. Now it's time for Monterey Mono where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes.
1: So let's start with our monsters of the week. Man was measured because he's really cute and he looks after an egg and he has a personality in this episode he's really funny.
0: Is that Meowth or his Pokemon?
1: Um, That's Meowth the trainer. Meowth the Pokemon was a bit less interesting.
0: Yeah he only basically fought in this.
1: Yeah he only really agreed with whatever Meowth told him to do. Yeah
0: you know like Meowth should get some more personality instead of just being Meowth. Listen to what Meowth says.
1: Yeah Meowth's his own Pokemon. He should be allowed to do
0: what he wants. I I genuinely enjoyed Meowth. He's really nice. He's like the best bit of this episode.
1: Yeah he's definitely the best part of the Pokemon episode. What was your monster of the week?
0: It was Meowth, but I kind of really want to say Machine Drummon as well because talking about him now, I actually I really enjoy. It. I think he might be my favorite Dark Master. No, not I think he is. He is my favorite Dark Master. A lot of the weight that like the the. The reason I like him is because he is the villain from Digimon World 1 and also Next Order, apparently. So I'm excited. He is, for me, if you say a Mega level, if you said Mega, uh, first Digimon I think of is, is Machindramon. And like, I remember its voice, like when it said Giga Cannon, I was like, I always found that really cool. And like, its attack is literally like Giga Cannon. It's like, that's such a Digimon attack name. And it's just fire cannons on his back. There's also like, if you look at machinemon's design and look at Metal Greymon's design, they have so much in common.
1: Machine Digimon's just made up of parts of other Machine Digimon, like he's got Andromon skulls for kneecaps.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's just really cool Digimon. I like his design. I mean, it gets so little stuff in this. I think he gets like an episode and a half at best, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, I think he should have had more time. I think I think they could have paced this episode. Like if they'd stretched it out a bit, I feel like this is one of the one of the episodes, um, one of the little story arcs where they could have spent more time fleshing it out a bit more. It would have been kind of interesting. But yeah. I genuinely enjoyed Machine Drummond. I like him. I'm excited. But I think, I think I'm think i pretty sure this is the only episode I get to say this about. I think I'm pretty sure he doesn't make it past the next episode. We'll find out. We shall find out next week. Cool. Which one do you think had the best storyline?
1: Digimon. Yeah, same. It's easy to pick, really. Because in
0: Pokemon, it's egg. In this, it's... Well, Child is sick, which is unfortunate, but there's also a city which is made of a lot of small parts of other cities. And then uh, every time Izzy uses his computer to find out information about this weird place, the the enemy finds out where they are.
1: Which is much more complicated than everyone wants the egg. <laughs> it's much more complicated than
0: egg. Oh wait, egg hatched.
1: Well, sort of, it's still an egg. Just everyone wants egg. That, that's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Any similarities? Um, there's caring for something or someone.
0: I've got that, yeah. That there's like, the, there's mum and the kids in both of them.
1: There's also tracking down enemies because they have to track down Team Rocket and they track down each other in Digimon.
0: I only had the one about uh, them caring for something. Oh.
1: And the other one yeah. is the use of computers.
0: Oh yeah, they do. They use I'm so glad you're on, on point with these. I, I had no idea.
1: They use computers quite differently though. In Pokemon, computers are pretty much entirely for just communication. But in the episode of Digimon, the computers are more about battle tactics and strategy, and knowing where your enemies are. Cool differences. I forgot to think about that.
0: I've I've got a lot. I said that like both shows are vastly different, like different levels plot-wise. Like Ash and Co are still on this whimsical adventure, and they've done nothing for like what seven episodes now. They haven't advanced the plot any further, apart from tiny bits. They're just faffing around still and like Ty and Co are literally like trying to not die. No,
1: no, (laughs) I'm not going to let you call them Ty and Co.
0: Okay, well, the Digi kids, this is literally their biggest, this is their biggest threat yet. One of them's incapacitated. They've been, they've been reduced by three members. Kari's really ill, so they've left Sora and TK with her to make sure that she's not like defenseless. Is the entire off like in this strange new place? And they're not just against a mega level, they're against a mega level and an army of ultimates as well. Even like, I think Mechanoi one's an ultimate as well. I think
1: the champions, Megadramon and Gigadramon are ultimates.
0: Well, still, like, it's an army and it's two, two kids essentially. And they also like they're just blowing up buildings so they could be killed at any moment. And like, meanwhile, in Pokemon, egg whimsy, <laughs> it's like just this pointless stuff that's like just doesn't do anything.
1: It does do something. It answers the question, who gets to keep Togepi? That's all it does.
0: We haven't had any true advancement of the plot, and, and like it's just so simple. But with Digimon, we've got so much stuff going on. You know, it's all been like, everything's dialed up to 11 at the moment. You know, the kids' lives are in danger. The human world's in danger. The digital world's in danger. They've still got two more. They're like halfway through this boss rush of, of four increasingly powerful enemies they've got to fight they're now against one who has a whole army and they're in a strange place that he knows all the routes to. And it's just so different. So like, I do feel like Digimon's really going to get a lot of points at the moment. Unless Ash does something relevant to increase it, uh, to forwarding his story, then I think I think Digimon's pretty much got a win for this season, but we'll see what happens. Unless the episodes are particularly bad or Pokemon's particularly good. Okay, so um, which episode did you enjoy the most?
1: I'm going to have to say Digimon.
0: I completely agree as
1: well. While Pokemon was funny, Digimon just has so much more with character development. It's a lot more packed than, than Pokemon, where they, they they
0: wasted five minutes with a phone call and a, a an arbitrary upgrade just so they can scan Togepi. At least in, in Digimon, there was so much stuff going on. They had like one evolution sequence, well, two. Uh, Greymon and Metal Greymon. Apart from that, you know, it was, just, it was
1: just all plot. Digimon was just jam-packed. So what's the score? Are we
0: giving it to Digimon?
1: Yep so it is 25.23 to Digimon. Join us again next time, but we'll be watching episode 49. Bulbasaur's Mysterious Garden and The Crest of Light. You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher, where we like getting reviews and comments. And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the world thread and
0: email, which are all linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And goodbye.
1: Goodbye. And welcome back to us. I guess.
0: I'm so happy we're doing this again. Made a typo here. I've had an O and Misty, so it's Moisty. <laughs> Why is there an O there? I think I just mis- mistyped. But it, she's not, not breastfeeding um, Togepi. Ash tries to claim Togepi, but Togepi goes to Misty because they saw Moisty first. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> it's Moisty. <laughs> yeah, a lot happens in this episode.
1: Quite well, a lot does happen. And we talk about Pokemon where they literally just had an egg. But in this one, like, there's a lot of stuff. Pokemon's plot was just Misty gets Togepi.
0: No, 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 no. We can split it down to one word in this ep- uh, this, ep- this plot episode of Pokemon. Egg. Just egg. No,
1: because you have to have a verb in a sentence. Uh, Misty gets Togepi. Egg, the egg. Be egg. Egg time. Egg time. No, Misty gets Togepi. But anyway, we're supposed to be talking about Digimon. <laughs> you know, maybe
0: one of the bigger Digimon can carry you. No, what they're gonna do is they're gonna walk along a boiling hot desert road, and then uh... the
1: <laughs> Sorry, just when you said one of the bigger Digimon can carry her, for some reason my head immediately thought, oh Gabumon can carry her, and then my head went, oh wait, Gabumon's horn would go straight through Carrie's head, so that's not a nice no. a nice picture. <laughs> you
0: could also have like Argumon carrying her, or like any of the others. Yeah, but mine... you could even have one of them evolve. You could even get like Garurumon to carry her on her back, on his back, but. You know.
1: No, my brain just jumped to Gabumon with his in- arm impal- speared <laughs> through Curry's chin. It went straight to impalement. Okay.
0: Um, That's what like Resident Evil Fuzz. does. Were you thinking of Hot Fuzz? I don't. Yeah, probably. Uh, that one scene at the end with the, uh, the church tower, the mm. modern church tower.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh.